Hello and welcome to episode 349 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and modern victory garden. Today is Wednesday the 15th of July 2020. Now, on the Wednesday podcast, I've been trying to make sure we have a different voice on with me. Last week we had Richard Vobes, week before that we had Lee Connolly. This week, she's been on the podcast once before, we've got my wife Amanda. Hello. <laughs> now we're down on my allotment. We're going to do a bit of a, an allotment tour on the audio. And Amanda, you don't come down here all that much in the grand scheme of things, do you? No, I don't. We thought we'd come down here tonight, have a quick wander around, and just uh, discuss what we see as we go along. So, my allotment, it's two half plots, although they are half of the same plot. So, effectively, one plot. 10 rods, 23 metres long, 12 metres wide. We're starting in the southwestern corner where I've got my well I've got a hazel tree a cherry tree and my cider apple tree now you came down here about two weeks ago and helped me harvest cherries didn't you Amanda I did indeed they were yummy but it's a bit um, well all the cherries have gone now haven't they I'm not happy (laughs) <laughs> she's not happy at all that the cherries are gone we had quite a few though to be fair and they were they were delicious weren't they yeah you did tell me i shouldn't be eating them raw though but they were good they were sour very sour morello cherries uh we i can see we in the apple tree we've actually got a couple of apples on there so hopefully we'll be able to make some cider Where? just through that branch oh, yeah. there you can just see two next to each other so they might be the only two the trouble with these three trees they seem to have became like one giant bush together they've all got a bit too big so i think over the winter i'm going to have to sort these out i've also seen just down here on this hazel tree on the lower branches we've got a hazelnut forming so (laughs) in fact there's two hazelnuts there so hopefully we're going to get some hazelnuts this year or we'll get two one each if if the squirrels don't beat us to them this hazel tree it's become a mass of branches so i've got to prune those out and use those sticks for growing beans up next that's year a good idea. well that's the point of having this hazel tree originally was so i could grow my own sticks i've got bamboo canes <laughs> grow your own stick. grow my own bean poles i've got bamboo canes but they break so easily and i think they're looking a bit unattractive and i, I like the look of bean poles from hazel sticks so only you would decide that i'm going to get rid of canes and i'm going to grow my own i mean it brings the whole new meaning to grow your own doesn't it well my granddad you've been to his place once before you would not have seen down in the bottom corner we had bamboo growing for bamboo canes so i'm not that unusual thank you no bamboo makes sense but i've never seen anybody grow a hazel to do so but when we go around like westing gardens they use hazel branches to grow their beans up i'd just assume they buy them no they probably grow them on site i think they buy them with the amount they use well either way either way but yeah, that is the bottom corner. We've got a few gooseberry plants down here. that I'll need make a... a mingusberry fool. Yes, yes, you have been making lovely gooseberry fools. Got to harvest those gooseberries, which will probably come down here tomorrow night. I can might get you down here two nights in a row. Let's not push it. <laughs> Let's um, wander up. Now, this area, as we along the southern side, we got, I've got to say, it's a bit of area that's... Messy. Path, messy is a bit of a path as well up to the greenhouse and it's not really used for growing anything i think if you look on this side i've been using pots to grow stuff oh you've got those thingies um or um 
courgettes and courgette flowers. Yes. Oh, yeah, you want some courgette flowers. I do. Although we're not getting any courgettes just yet. Yeah, so but I want the flowers. So, yeah, I've got a few of those, so we can harvest some of those and stuff them. I saw um, that once on telly and I've never done it. Right. And I've also got some grow bags full of compost that I'm growing tomatoes in. These tomatoes, they're looking okay. They're just not as big as I would have expected by now. And we're getting a few tomatoes. We're developing things slowly. It's a funny old year. <laughs> it is a very weird year. What I'm really impressed with is this wicking bed I've made out of an old toolbox. Because those tomatoes are actually doing what I expect them to do. And there's a cucumber in there as well. Ooh. <laughs> oh, she is making me laugh today. Laugh today. On my right side, I've got these large containers for growing carrots and parsnips in. Uh, parsnips, because you like parsnips I anyway. I love parsnips. So I think we're going to do okay for parsnips. Good. This, this is a tub of a particular variety of carrots called Cosmic Purple. All purple ones. They should be purple ones. The plants themselves are actually, the foliage is looking pretty good. So I'm looking forward to harvesting those. But out of a whole packet, there's only two that have germinated, which is a bit disappointing. Well, they better be amazing, and I want large carrots. Yeah, yeah, me too. I haven't got anything in that one. I'm going to sow some carrot seeds in that, that, that? one. Leeks in pots. They're very thin. Well, it's early on in the season for them, They're really. They're going to take a while. They're a winter crop. But As you can tell, I'm great at gardening. <laughs> but we can eat thin carrots anyway. That's not a problem. It's Those just are leeks. We can eat thin carrots. <laughs> we can eat thin leeks anyway. So that's not a problem. It's just there'll be baby leeks. I suppose the thing is, is that when you go to the supermarket, you you see them at a certain size, and I kind of just assume that's what they look like. That is very true. That is very very true. And I've got another tub of carrots there, which are on the small side. We picked some of those the other day and brought them home. They were very thin, weren't they? The thinnings. Yes, they're still sitting in the fridge. Right, so we didn't eat them like I planned. No, I was going to have them in a salad. Oh, OK. That makes sense now. OK. Now, Grandad's greenhouse. I don't think... Have you been in here since I built this? I've had this over a year, so... No. No. There you go. That just goes to show how well the wife comes into these things. Now, in here, down this bed, which is on the left-hand side, I've got a couple of tomato plants. The variety I used here, called Amateur, they, instead of growing as one stem, they seem to have grown into like a load of side shoots and became like a spider, which is really difficult to maintain. But I can see we've got a few tomatoes there, which are going to be ready in probably tomorrow. We'll give it another day just to make sure. But what I'm really impressed with on this side... I've got these three old paint tins. Now, you do all the painting in our house, don't you, dear? Yeah. So you're probably used to seeing these tins. And I, but I use these to make some wicking beds. And these are peppers. And these peppers are doing so well in these wicking beds. The wicking bed basically has a layer of water on the bottom and just wicks the water through. And I think that's paid off with these because these are, you know, they're good-sized plants, aren't they? All three of them. You've got full absolutely full of flowers and hopefully that'll lead to plenty of peppers. It's a baby Westine. Baby Westine, yeah. So Westine is a, um, a large house come gardens college that we attend the chili fiesta usually every year. Not this year and not because of coronavirus I'm afraid to say. Anyway we'll close that up and come out here. Now we've got some 
small beds here which you're just shaking the poppies. Sorry, I like poppies. They, they just grew as a weed here. I didn't actually plant those. Not a weed. True. They do grow as weeds. No, they're not weeds. They do grow all over the place here without me even realising. Can we have some at home then? Well, they will be going into the wildflower area if it all goes to plan. When I originally took this allotment on, I made these beds out of pallet woods, as you know. And I remember when I first built them, you came along and went, oh, they look good. And that, that's me being a bit masculine rather than what you actually said. But I've changed them over for these thicker woods. What's your opinion on those compared to the pallet wood? I've still got one pallet wood down there. They look chunky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can say what you think. It's just a box, really. Look. <laughs> Gardening is your thing. If it works for you, how you've done it, all good. Okay. Okay, well, I'm not going to piss you for any more on that then. But, I mean, we've got some broad beans in this bed. Oh, God. But they're going to seed because I want to save the seed because you don't like broad beans anyway. No one likes the amount of broad beans that you do. Well, I know you can grow them really well and that's wonderful. But I don't like them and I don't think you like them because then you start creating wacky things and you've made hummus with them, which really wasn't good. Well, I liked a hummus anyway. Not the quantity <laughs> you made. True, true. And then I've got peas, which aren't doing so well this year. I've got to admit, these oh. peas just down here are... Some are going a bit... I've got a harvest load of them. You did a lot better last year. Yeah, I mean, I think... There's more. The weather. the weather has been a bit difficult this year. Mm. I mean, there's only two peas in that pod. And... Does it taste like a pea? Actually, it tastes not bad. It might be a bit on the overgrown state, but... It tastes more like a monge coup. Mm. Yeah, so I've probably got to pick all those peas tomorrow as well. I've got a lot to do tomorrow, I'm afraid to say, dear. I haven't said I'm coming yet. True. Now, at the weekend, I harvested three small cauliflowers, which one was a bit overgrown again. I was leaving it in there for the right reason. And, but What was the right reason? Uh, well, I wanted to harvest it when I, I could and was waiting for a meal. We needed it for a roast dinner, but that one had just started to go to bulk. Just I think they're harder to cook out the allotment. I know it sounds stupid, but it really? seems to be, it's taking longer to cook a cauliflower. That's interesting. I've never noticed that. Because they were fresh. They were picked that day and cooked that day, so they shouldn't take longer. But I've got a few cabbages in there, which are going to come out as soon as they start to heart. Well, they've started hearting up. If you look here, you look in the centre, you can see they're just starting to heart up and create a what you would expect a cabbage for. A what? What you would expect a cabbage for. But the cauliflowers, I mean, they were small, and I prefer them small, because I think if we go, because it's only me and you, if we go buy to the supermarket and buy a full-size cauliflower, it's a bit too much. No, I have cauliflower cheese for days. <laughs> All right, OK, I'll shut up then. <laughs> oh, the kohlrabi, well spotted. First time I've grown kohlrabi, and I took one home at the weekend, and we ate it on our Sunday lunch. What was your impression of it? I think it needed to be cooked longer. Apart from that... In fairness, that's kind of all I really noticed. I think we need to boil it first and then roast it. OK, we'll have to try that. I mean, it tasted the bit, the small, tiny bit I had, like a marrow, to me. Tasted like a marrow. OK. Interesting. <laughs> now, onion bed. Now, these onions have got to come out this week. Please don't say tomorrow. No, I'm going to... I'm, I'm saving that probably for Saturday because 
if something happens on Saturday, there's a reason behind it. But I've already harvested a load of onions that I've had at home, and they've gone down quite well, haven't they? They are so strong. In what way? Well, I look at the onion before I've peeled it and I'm crying. You don't seem to get like that in supermarkets anymore. They are really strong. They taste lovely, but they are strong. Mm. Okay, and they were harvested a bit earlier than they should have done. These ones are ready, and they're of a decent size. There's one. That one's huge. Yeah, uh, and you know what? I'm pleased with the onions this year. Well, I do like a lot of onions, so this is good. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely got plenty of onions this year. Behind you, this is the last bed on this side. I've got where my garlic was growing and I've built the new bed and I'm going to put some cabbages into here once I've cleared out all the stones and the little bits of roots of cooch grass. That's probably going to be a job on Saturday, I'm afraid. I'm going out. What I'm really impressed with, and I, I grow this tree especially for you, is the pear tree. Yay. It's absolutely full of pears, isn't it? There's probably about 100 pears on that. Probably. And they're of a decent size. They've still got a while to go before they're ready, but already I can see they're a good, I don't know, an inch wide, these pears, maybe up to two inches. What pears are they? They're conference. Oh, yum. You've had them before from here. If you look around the base here, Amanda, you might find there's some little pears. Here's one. that The tree has dropped, and it's what's called a dune drop. So a tree, if it's got too much fruit... A fruit tree will drop some of its fruit in order to help produce better fruit with better chance of it seeding itself in other places. That's far too clever. But as humans, we should go along and thin them out as well to even produce better pears than what we have. So I'm going to have to do a podcast on that in the not too distant future. So let's take you up to the other half of the plot where... I only took this plot on, I think, what, two years ago now, this half. And unlike the original half, where I've built beds, I wanted this as um, one giant bed. The reason for that is that I thought it would might produce more food, use the space more, more wisely, rather than having paths everywhere. Reality is, my thoughts now, is that the bed system seems to work better for me. I can keep myself more organised and can keep on top of the weeds better. Down here, on the uh, on the, the side between the, the two halves, I've got more leeks. There's about three rows of leeks just in there. But you can't see them very well, can you? Because they're covered in cooch grass. I was thinking that. Yeah. Don't could... get me to pick that, because... We won't have anything left. No, no, I'll save that for someone else. And the other trouble I've got with this, because the, the clay soil is so hard and compacted in places, if you look sort of where these potatoes are, you can almost see like where they're dipping and the, the potatoes aren't growing as well as on the other sides. Can you see that? You assume I know what potatoes look like. Right, those, <laughs> those tall plants there, you've got about four okay, rows. Yeah. If you look sort of directly in front, down here yeah. you can see it's sort of they're not growing as well as the ones on either side oh, with you now. Sorry. Um, that's where the original owners had a path going through there and that ground is so compacted that the roots can't penetrate it that makes sense so that's why i'm thinking of going back onto this bed system over here and hopefully that will keep it easier in fact here the canes have fallen over from the runner beans which also i grow for you and I can't keep trying to dig these canes into the ground and they just don't stay in place. And it's hard to get that cane into the ground because it's so hard. I know, again, you not being a gardener, this means nothing to you. So... It makes you happy, though. <laughs> so 
what, what, what's your thoughts on the allotment? It keeps you happy. Okay, okay. I was hoping for a bit more, but <laughs> hey ho. I'm not into gardening. It's something you really enjoy. So, you know, what more can I say, really? Okay, okay. Well, fair enough. Well, we've spent quite a bit of time on the first half of this allotment. Now, the second half, as I said, we've got leeks, then we've got the beans, then we've got the potatoes. And I think at the moment, it just seems the cooch grass is just too difficult, that it's hard to work out what is doing well and what is doing bad. And I've got to try and get down here all the time to keep on top of this cooch grass and clear it all. And ideally, I would need some help with that. And I was hoping this might inspire you to come down here every now and then and help. But I don't think that's going to happen now, is it? Let's keep on walking around here. Now, along this side, uh, this southern side, I've got two beds. They're uh, five metres long and a metre wide each. Oh, Amanda's just looking at the purple flowers of my globe artichoke and she seems quite inspired by them. Well, it's because there's a bumblebee and it looks like a thistle. Yeah, well, they are related to the thistles. They're the same family, these globe artichokes, except we can eat the flower heads, these bits, which are actually quite a big size now, but we've eaten them or tried eating them before and we weren't that we fast. I think we need to try again and cook it better. Yeah, we, we, we struggled with them. I think there were a lot of work for not much food is our problem with them, I felt. In all honesty, I can't remember. I think we should have another bash, though. OK, well, we have got that plant growing here, so we should really eat it. Anyway, back to this strawberry and raspberry bed I was mm. saying about. Now, you, can, you said to me earlier, you've got no raspberries, and actually, there you go, you're picking one now. What's that like, that raspberry you're eating? I like raspberries. Mmm. It's nice and sweet, actually. Again, the cooch grass has just taken over all this, so it's just been a real bugger. But I don't... don't say that on your podcast. Well, it's my podcast. But the, um, what I want, wanted to talk about, uh, to listen more, this bed, the strawberry bed, I tried potting straw down as a mulch on the hope that it would stop the weeds coming through. I can tell you, it hasn't stopped this cooch grass at all. It's yep. all over the place. The only thing that seems to not completely stop, but reduce the amount of cooch grass, was the grass clippings that I've made paths and what have you. The straw has stopped other weeds coming through, so it's probably a case of getting a, a layer of grass down first and then the straw, which I think would probably help combat this cooch grass and other weeds and make my life a lot easier. We'll head on up to the far end and the end of my allotment next to my big shed. Uh, we've got some in here, again it's hidden by unfortunately the cooch grass, some sweet potato plants. Yeah. And you, you, you got me into the eating sweet potatoes when we first got together because I've never eaten them before. But you love your sweet potatoes, don't you? I do, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll be eating lots of sweet potatoes in December. Or I can make a sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Then at the very far end, we've got more and more of these cabbages. And finally, again, Ooh. on this very top bit, which I've always struggled to try and keep tidy or organised, is more raspberries. And Amanda's just seen those and is helping herself to them. The only reason to have an allotment. What, for raspberries? Mm. We've got red currants over there, which are got to be harvested. Uh, black currants, which are... Past it. Past it a bit now, which we Those had quite a few. On. Those ones aren't. We had quite a few black currants out of it a few weeks ago, didn't we? And then we've got blackberries as well. Quite a few blackberries. Uh, Amanda's been tacking into these fruits. She's just eaten that blackberry and pulled a face. Was that quite sour? No, I think it just tastes so different. 
Not sour, well, I suppose sour compared to the raspberry. Right. So, Amanda, you've enjoyed tucking into these fruits as we've gone around. (laughs) (laughs) As she says, stuffing her face with another blackberry. What what would encourage you down here more? More raspberries, more blackberries? Yep. I like harvesting things I can eat as I go. That's why I like the pick-your-own. Okay. Three, Three for me, one for the box. Okay, well, this is where I'm trying to think of how I can get you down here a bit more. And even if you are harvesting more of the stuff, that saves me a job because it's a lot of work getting on top of everything. Anyway, slightly different podcast and I didn't think this would go this way, but uh, I hope it's been of entertainment to everyone out there. If you want to leave me an email, it's richard at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk. Want to leave a comment on the blog at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk. If you want to leave me an email, you can email him. <laughs> you can do that as well. Or you can find me on social, just search for the Veggrower Podcast. Woo-hoo. But for today, please take care and I'll speak to you all again next time.